0: Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me Kelly Peters
1: and me Regina Lally. We're back together this week chatting about what's happening in the world of data and data protection. It's our 31st episode this week and we are talking about cookies because there was a big announcement in the news yesterday about a fine that went to Google and Amazon from the French Data Protection Authority and we thought it would be quite useful as a discussion point really to flag some of the issues that we see on a daily basis as we surf the web and what companies should be thinking about in light of this fine due to the fact that it could be something that then gets picked up and run with next year And to um, share the story that you found with the.
0: Yeah, so the French Data Protection Authority um, has fined, uh, like you said, Google and Amazon under their Data Protection Act with a particular focus on e-privacy. So this is not a GDPR fine, this is an e-privacy fine because... In their opinion, the e privacy regulation, which specifically talks about cookie, takes precedent over the GDPR. So, and the other thing to, to point out is that Google, in total, will find 100 million euros. But 60 million went to the US overarching Google company and 40 million went to Google Ireland uh, because uh, the French Data Protection Authority said that combined those two organisations made decisions about how the cookies were to be used and to collect information. Then were fined for Amazon.fr for the French entity of Amazon, 35 million euros, which is the biggest e-privacy fine. That has been issued. And the, the fines for app for Google were essentially cookies were be were landing on an individual's device before they were given the option to say no. So they were not given the option for consent. The cookies were land were put on the device. Where an individual exercised their right to say no, some cookies were not removed, they remained on the device and continued to track that individual's activities across multiple platforms. Platforms. And the French Data Protection Authority went a little bit further and said, actually, your cookie banner is just not acceptable. It's not clear enough to the individual about the use of the cookies for advertising and marketing purposes. And then Amazon were fined because where individuals were clicking on an advert. So so, so if you imagine you've gone to the Facebook and you've seen an Amazon advert and you click on the Amazon advert, you're then redirected to the Amazon Page, the French data protection authority said that actually you were not clear that when you clicked the ad, a cookie was being dropped onto the device of the individual, uh, and there was no clear option to say, "Oh, hold up, I don't want that on my machine," and that was also not clear on the privacy policy and cookie policy on Amazon's main page. It's fair to say that both of those organisations contested that fine. Their initial argument was, why is this, why was this not covered under GDPR? And why was this not seen as a one-stop shop? Why was this just the French Data Protection Authority? Uh, In their opinion, Google said it should have been managed by Ireland and Amazon, because they're based in Luxembourg in, in Europe. Why was it not managed by the Luxembourg Data Protection Authority? And what the French position was, well, this is not GDPR this is e-privacy and e-privacy does not
1: have that requirement to have a one-stop shop. That's really interesting because obviously for us the equivalent is the Privacy Electronic Communications Regulation which again here in this country manages the use of cookies, electronic marketing, telephone marketing and there's distinct and specific rules within that regulation and it sits alongside GDPR in terms of things like consent and some of the definitions are pulled through but certainly for all those areas the first place you need to think about is PECA as it's uh, known in short before you then think about GDPR so there's a process of application about what it is you think about and obviously that's then replicated around the other European countries as well. But it's interesting that that was their their go-to defence.
0: Yeah, maybe because they thought
1: that the other data protection authorities might be a little more lenient with it. I mean, quite um, harsh on their fines. And similar to Germany, there's sort of a few European countries that are a little bit more on it and ready to fine their companies and companies that they deem to have breached the rules than others across Europe. So that's, um, I can -hmm. understand why they'd want to then move or like be assessed by, or, or, or thought of, or uh, by by a different regulator, yeah, rather than those big ones. Yeah
0: no absolutely I think the other interesting thing is obviously in this country the GDPR has the bigger financial penalties attached to it whereas PECR in this country is only up to it's still a lot of money but it's half a million it's the maximum fine uh, that you can get whereas clearly France have got a much bigger uh, remit for that but I think for me what was really interesting is that we've started to see individuals or as uh, activists going to websites and complaining to data controllers saying you're putting a, a cookie on my device without my consent and seeking individual compensation and we're starting to see that. We've obviously now got big data protection authorities investigating this and I know Germany is going through a massive exercise at the moment looking at different co- uh, companies and the use of cookies. So for me, I think there are some real practical things to tell anybody that's listening to this is that if you are using cookies that are not, that are classed as non-essential, so Google Analytics, any other kind of of facebook like buttons for example pixels or any kind of cookies for the purpose of advertising and tracking you want to be absolutely confident the cookie consent tool that you have gives genuine choice to the to the to the visitor of your website and that no cookie is put onto a device until a decision has been made so don't scroll up and down and assume consent given because that's not acceptable give real informed choice and be transparent and if you can't then you are in a little bit of hot water
1: it's interesting isn't it because i think when you surf the web routinely there's still a lot of banners and information that's wrong and you know the typical one is by scrolling or continuing to use this website you accept that we'll use cookies and that's specifically not that's legal that's not in line with the regulation as it currently stands i think people are a little bit worried about asking for consent because they're not going to get the information that they need so i think obviously the analytics particularly google analytics you know most website developers will use that to help their customers track visitor numbers what they've been looking at their behavior around the website and it's really useful information to be able to see, well, what are people looking at? What's the journey? What's the flow? Are they going to the places that we want them to go? But the reality of it is, is that as a user, you have that choice about whether or not you enable that because it's a non-essential cookie. It's not something that needs to be there. And if you can, as a company, be really clear about the fact that what you want to use each of those cookies for. So, Some people will always give a blanket, no, I don't want any cookies on my device. Some people will give a blanket, yes, because they don't care and they're really not bothered about what information people have. And yes, they might want to see adverts across the web that are more relevant. But there will be people, and i probably class myself in this, is I'm really happy to tick the yes button for Google Analytics. Generally, you can't see individual users. It doesn't identify you as individual, but gives that helpful information to companies. But I don't really want the personalised marketing because I think that there's too much going on in the background of profiles being built up. So I will never tick that button. Certainly when you look at some of the news websites and the amount of tracking and ads that there are on there, is terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Um, so I think if there's companies, you can be clear about the fact that you have cookies and what they use for, you're more likely to get that engagement from users to say, actually this part of it am I, I'm okay with, but this part of it I'm not. And that, that genuine choice you talked about, Um, I think is key there and that transparency about this is what we're using them for and why and again that's part of the the privacy electronic communications regulation is you've got to be clear and concise about what they're being used for what those cookies and technologies are being placed on your device for and I think you said it right I think a lot of people I
0: think a number of organisations are relying on individuals not caring about the cookies and I think there's a lot more people getting a bit more vocal and they are exercising their rights a little more. So I think if you really want to follow the letter of the law, and some people are not bothered by cookies because they've never really been fined, but I think this penalty has raised the awareness that some data protection authorities are taking a look at this. And, you know, can you genuinely afford that kind of penalty Uh, obviously a lot of us are not big enough to have that but any kind of financial penalty is one that we want to avoid so let's try and be fair about the use of our cookies let's try and be transparent about the use of them and give genuine choice to the individual and and if you do that i think you've done the best of your abilities
1: And i think it can be challenging for companies that are providing support as well can't it so Web developers where they're wanting to demonstrate the impact that they think like SEO has on visitor numbers and people coming through. And so sometimes it can be reluctant to put those tools on the website. But I think, again, if you're a web developer and you're working with clients, really encourage them to, A, you can be clear with them about what cookies are going to be put on there. I think often as the customers of, you know, with a business and you've got a website, you need a website, but you don't necessarily understand what you might need or what underpins some of the information that you can get out of that. If you're never going to use the information that Google Analytics gives you, don't put the cookie on there, you know, Mm. if that's unnecessary information and data being collected. So I think, you know, you can work as web developers with your customers to explain what cookies are, how they'll be used. Is it something that they want on there? What's the benefit? What's the risk? And then how can you help your customers be really clear with their... Their customers and their visitors about what those cookies are doing and how they can have that choice. And there are some good cookie consent tools out there. And again, I think as you pointed out, it's right to make sure that they don't place non-essential cookies before consent has been given. Otherwise, then you know that could also, as Amazon and Google have found out, land you in a little bit of uh, hot water.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think very much like the
0: fines we talked about before in terms of Marriott and British Airways, which you do to GDPR. When you're that size, you've got a massive legal team behind you that can really put forward a robust challenge they've clearly been rebuked in this perspective but i think that as small companies we're unlikely to have that kind of resource available to us or the finances to be able to challenge that type of ruling so for me i I think it just comes down to you know what's the purpose of the cookie you know and just telling people about it because I read an article and it was really interesting. It said once you've given consent to that cookie, if it's if it's a tracking cookie, you've got no idea where your data goes at that point in time because it's then gone out into the big dark world of data brokering and you've got no control over it. So give users of your website absolute control over these cookies.
1: I'm sure. And the other thing that I've noticed quite interesting, particularly again, this is on often on media news media websites, there are some where they'll say third-party cookies and they can't be turned off and no. i would heard anybody if you're thinking about placing one of those cookies if it's an advertising or tracking cookie and they don't allow you to turn it off don't use it because it's not legal it's not compliant you can't have that cookie and not be able to turn it off as an individual it's um, fundamentally flawed so uh, yeah there's uh it's going to be an interesting time i think over the mm-hmm months as this ruling gets looked at across hopefully the rest of europe and then we'll see what impact it has here locally you know particularly if you have offices or businesses in europe or in france some of the european countries make sure that your cookie for those websites your cookie compliance is spot on
0: especially if you've got a domain name in that country which is what these fines are they relate to the .fr domain so if you've got European domain names, be mindful that it's not just the UK data protection post-Brexit that you need to be mindful of so uh, um but as always that was a super long discussion it was always fun to chat julia our uh, fabulous marketing uh, intern has done a blog on cookies as well should anyone want to read up and listen um to this to so do have a have a listen and read and uh yeah obviously any questions or um, anything you're unclear about
1: you can email us at uh, coffee at dbxuk.com. And one thing just before we go, we at the moment have got a little special Christmas gift for any businesses who might be thinking about doing data protection training with us in the new year. We are offering if you book your place before the end of December, you can bring along a charity of your choice place for them for free so that uh, hopefully they can get access to after what's been a difficult year, some good data protection training advice and guidance. So please do look on our website to find out a little bit more about that or give us a call if you want to talk about it with us. Well, as
0: always, Regina, it's fun to chat. And uh, we'll be back again next week for our last podcast of 2020.
1: I know, that's coming on quick.